Welcome back to the Complete Health Rewire podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about food cravings, emotional eating, comfort eating, and the tactics. So the logical tactics that you can utilize, that you can implement straight away, and the positive impact it will have on your health and well-being journey. We're joined today by head coach Stacey, transformation coaches John and Chris, and doctor of cardiovascular medicine and transformation coach Dr. Jyoti Patel. Here's a quick snippet of what to expect in our podcast today, and then we'll get into the main body. We can have other coping strategies. It doesn't always need to be negative, but I feel like coping strategies tends to lead people's minds towards the negative sides of that. We've got alcohol, we've got drugs, we've got food, we've got Netflix binge watching. These are all coping strategies, but we can also go for a walk instead. We can also change that thought process. When we're feeling that way, we can do a meditation. We can do a breathing exercise from our diaphragm. We can call a friend. We can, it's not who wants to be a millionaire, but we could call somebody that we know and we talk about what's going on in our mind. We could actually reach out to the person that's creating the stress and have an honest, open communication around it. Hey team, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And we're talking about a really important topic. We're talking about food cravings emotional eating, comfort eating, but more importantly, the logical side of this. Obviously, within our Complete Health Rewire program, we have Dr. Rina Vahora, we have Dr. Harbinder Sandhu, and uh, Dr. Shilpa Patel, who work with our clients on a one-to-one basis to discuss the emotional eating, comfort eating, and the psychological side of it. So in today's podcast, obviously, we're talking more about the logistics, the logical things that we can put in place, the strategies that we can implement to make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can do from a nutritional standpoint, from an environmental standpoint. So that's really where I want to kick off today. Yeah, so I think one really important thing you can do is just try to make sure that the food you're eating throughout the day is really satiating because if you are hungry and stressed or and seeking comfort, then it's going to be a lot harder to resist that than it is if you are full and hungry and um, seeking comfort. You know, so make things like making sure that you've got plenty of protein in your day because that's going to be very satiating. So ensuring your meals are very protein dense, um, assure, ensuring that you're drinking plenty of water throughout the day because, again, that's going to help with hunger and satiety. Um, and then also just trying to think about the food from a food quality standpoint and from getting nutrients and getting what your body needs. So kind of trying to shift the focus away from looking f- to food as a comfort item and more looking to food as like okay how can I nourish my body with this today what can I give my body from this today so looking away looking at other ways to to seek comfort and looking at the food as you know fuel rather than as comfort do you know it's it's interesting you know under times of particular stress and emotion our body needs more vitamins it needs more minerals it needs more nourishment and I think this is the thing if we're, we're leaning towards foods that don't have Um, a lot of nutrients within them then we're going to be putting our body in a bit of a deficit in itself so a micronutrient deficit which is probably a worse place to be just two things you said satiety and satiating and i've recently learned that that's not normal in normal (laughs) using jargon yeah so just give me a real quick synopsis what do you mean satiety satiating what what do these words mean just fullness and satisfaction. So what you're eating, you actually feel full afterward and you actually feel satisfied for an extended period of time. So if you eat a bowl of cereal, you feel full for approximately 45 seconds and then you're hungry again. Whereas if you have a meal that has protein in it and maybe some healthy fats in it and some veggies in it and things, you will tend to feel fuller for a longer period of time. So that's a more satiating meal. 
Okay, so this is cool. So rather than leaning towards oh, that chocolate bar when I finish rest, actually, although it may not be as appealing to look at or taste even at the time, that salad might actually have more, uh, more power at that time. And I think you talked about there, I think this is such an important topic around this is we call it comfort eating for a reason because it's a coping strategy that we're leaning on and we can have other coping strategies. It doesn't always need to be negative. But I feel like coping strategies tends to lead people's minds towards the negative sides of that. We've got alcohol, we've got drugs, we've got food, we've got Netflix binge watching. These are all coping strategies, but we can also go for a walk instead. We can also change that thought process. When we're feeling that way, we can do meditation. We can do a breathing exercise from our diaphragm. We can call a friend. We can, it's not who wants to be a millionaire, but we could call somebody that we know and we talk about what's going on in our mind. We could actually reach out to the person that's creating the stress and have an honest, open communication around it. So coping strategies and changing that from just comfort and food, it's really, really important. But taking it back to the nutrition side of things, uh, we've talked about nutrient density there and the importance. How about things like, like food volume, for example? Yeah, so I would say, again, going back to what, you, what Stacey was talking about, what meals make me feel full, when am I satiated? People probably find that when they're having a salad on the side, having vegetables, that's going to increase the food volume and that's going to keep them feeling fuller for longer. So I'd say look through your, you know, what you're eating throughout the day. Is Are you having enough? Are your meals, like your lunch and your dinner, do you have vegetables? Because they they take up a lot more room in your in your belly and will keep you feeling fuller for longer so think about what like rather than having liquid meals have actual meals that you chew um and think about like that what's going to actually keep you feeling fuller um so lots of vegetables and again going back to nutrient density you're going to get a lot more of the micronutrients when you have more vegetables in your in your food and it sounds so logical, right? And I guess today is more talking about the logical sides of this and the strategies, but it's it feels just so easy to just reach out for that chocolate bar when we're feeling low or that packet of crisps or, or whatever it might be. And if you're tracking your calories and you're tracking your uh, you're tracking your macros on your my fitness pal app, for example, and you pop in packet of crisps and you realize actually that's just taking like 300 calories out my day or 200 calories or whatever it might be, then you start to, you, you're kind of chasing your tail a little bit there because the food volume is very, very low and you're still hungry. You're still hungry afterwards. And that's the worst place to be. Um, I've noticed this myself, even being on a, a calorie deficit recently, actually creating a side plate, which is purely a salad, was just so, so powerful for me. I started to feel actually full again after a meal. And that was really, really important because otherwise I was going through the cupboards, looking at things, searching th for things, going to that one cupboard that we've all got in every single kitchen, which is just full of rubbish. And we know it's there and we say it's for the kids, but really it's for us. I think it's important to uh, to bring a lot of awareness to food volume. And another it's, side of... I was just going to say like on the nutrient density and food volume topic too, it's important to remember that like you can have meals that meet this what we're speaking about now are nutrient dense have high volume that are still comforting foods like it doesn't have to be a salad it can be like dry vegetable curries are really calorie friendly 
very full of fiber and nutrients and then more comforting things like vegetable and chicken stews things like vegetable soups things like that you're still getting that volume and you're still getting those nutrients in but it's more of a like a warming more of a typical comfort food so like i think think outside the box a little bit there with your choices as well i think you know what i think that's a really really powerful one like um jesse my wife made an amazing like chicken pie recently and it was just literally full of vegetables like broccoli carrots all these things like leeks and, and whatnot and it was a lot of veggies in there but it tasted good and it was warming and especially in this weather it was like the perfect dish and i know we talk about salads a lot but you know there's more more vegetables out there <laughs> um Look, we, we're talking nutrition now. So another one that comes up in, in different contexts really is meal timing. But I think that's quite an important topic here, um, if we can touch on that. Yeah, so meal timing is essentially how we distribute our food throughout the day. So we've kind of got, you know, traditional societal standards where we have sort of breakfast, lunch and dinner and people eat at these preset times. But in reality, there isn't kind of a right or a wrong time to eat. Uh, it's a very individual situation. Uh, and especially if you've got, you know, more stressful times, less stressful times, you know, there's those periods in your life when you're more busy at certain times of the day, it would make sense to shift the food to when you need it. Um, so if you find that you're not that hungry in the morning and you don't have a lot going on, it might be a smart move to potentially push some of those calories back to later on in the day, potentially where you have had more stuff going on, you're a little bit more stressed and you know that food's going to be something that, that will help you get through that period. If you know you've still got plenty of calories to play with, um, you're in a much better position than if you've already put away most of your day's uh, sort of intake. And again, if that pushing protein early in the day as well, focusing on that. Um, and then when you get to that evening, you can focus on the foods that are probably more enjoyable um, because you know you've hit a big chunky protein target, but with quite a lot of calories left spare. So you can kind of get in those foods that are going to help in that situation without feeling like you're sort of going off plan or you're going to have negative effects on, on your progress. You know what, I think saying like societal norms is a really important way of, of looking at that. Um, and also, I think falling into traps of like different strategies. For example, people talk about intermittent fasting being the, the godsend for fat loss. But we've seen people that have done intermittent fasting in the past. And in fact, the moment they get into this eating window, they're starving to the point they will just eat anything. And they almost feel like they deserve to eat anything because They've given themselves so much punishment by not eating in the morning. So I think it's just really, really important to actually figure out that actually the approach that works is the one for you as an individual. You don't need to follow a set rule or a set standard for any of these things. Um, so that's a really, really powerful share. Just coming back to like maybe one thing away from nutrition then. So if we think tactical and we're thinking logical things that we could do. So how else could we switch focus uh, from comfort eating? We could uh, change our environment. And the obvious one is kind of going for a, for a walk, taking yourself away from, you know, where, you, where, you, where you're stressed. With it being kind of cold at the moment, it might not be, um, you know, doable or might not feel much motivation to go outside and be cold. But um, take yourself away from that, that area of maybe meditation or some breathing exercises, just trying to de-stress from whatever you are stressed about and want some comfort from. But I think those two things are really good. Um, but also looking at the environment that you, you know, the people that you're with. So if you're with, you know, people that are able to support you, or you can just call someone like you said, Juggy, I think that's a really, really good way of, of getting that support and just talking through uh, whatever you're going through. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And I think you could change your physical environment. I mean, I know that that cupboard exists in the kitchen, which is full of crap. If if I know that that's one area, like a weakness of mine, it'd probably be a good idea to start clearing that out and getting rid of it. And maybe actually only buying what I need that week instead of buying copious amounts of foods that we don't really need in the house. I know Indians absolutely love stockpiling and buying things when they're on offer, but it might not be the best strategy. Um, guys, I think that's really, really powerful. That's five clear tactics that we could utilize if we notice that we are comfort eating or our food decisions are being led by emotion. Again, we're going to be covering that in a lot more detail when it comes to Dr. Rena Vahora's session on emotional eating and comfort eating and what we can do from an emotional and psychological standpoint. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback on this one. I know it's something that impacts a lot for people that we work with, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this positively impacts you going forwards. Thank you, team. Much appreciated. Have a powerful week. If you enjoyed this episode today, all I need from you to do is to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment and rate the podcast and review it. If you share this podcast to a friend or family member, you'll be helping us in our mission to educate and inspire our community to positive change. If you took value from today's podcast as well, share it to your Instagram, share it to your Facebook, share it to your friends, share it to your family. And come and join us on the Instagram page at the Indian Body Coach or the Facebook support group, the Complete Health Rewire open support group, where we're literally sharing daily tips, daily motivation, daily inspiration to help you guys grow and move forwards within your own health and well-being journey. I look forward to seeing you there. And until then, have a powerful week.